Aloha, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to a turn of events where we put a positive spin on the future of your business. I'm Annette Naif, the CEO and Creative Director of Naif Productions. We are a strategic event production company based in New York City, specializing in corporate, social, nonprofit, and weddings. If you are a wedding or event planner and are looking to start your own business, you must join us over at the um, Event Planner Society Facebook group. Go to the Event Planner Society Facebook group. Even if you have a business and you're struggling, there's a lot of really great people over there. Lots of networking, collaborations. I do a lot of teaching and I have just launched, we're just about to launch the Event Planning Academy, uh, which is very exciting for those of you who are looking to start your own business. Do not miss out. Come over to the Facebook event uh Facebook group, Event Planners Society. Okay, so my next guest, I'm very excited to introduce to you Bruce Hill. Bruce is the author and speaker, um, is an author and speaker, is a sales professional and trainer whose career spans a decade. He realized that the skills that made him successful as a salesperson are transferable. He began coaching young professionals and entrepreneurs entrepreneurs in personal and professional development. He consults with tech startups and service-based businesses. Bruce believes one new skill can change your life. Bruce, I'm so excited to have you. How are you, my friend? Thank you. Thank you. It's a privilege and a pleasure to participate in this event planning production. I know, right? It's all events, events, events. We're going crazy over here with events. So I'm excited. So why don't you tell everybody first, like how, you know, your background, what you're all about and how you got into what you're doing now. Oh man, my story begins where so many great stories start. I got fired. Okay. We all did. So I didn't do nothing. If you're wondering, the whole company was sold off. And so we all lost our job. So I called my buddy up and said, what do I do? And you gotta be careful who you ask for advice. If you had sold houses, I might be a real estate broker. Uh, if you had sold insurance, I might be a life insurance agent. If you had sold drugs, I could be dead or in jail. Fortunately <laughs> for me, fortunately for all of us, he sold cars. So guess what he told me to do? So I'm gonna go sell cars. Now listen, listen, before you tune out, I'm not gonna teach you how to sell cars. I, I am gonna teach you how to hear yes more often without sounding salesy. Because listen, when I started off, I was terrible, not even bad. Just awful. Yeah. And so now the mission, the new skills, new you is to help other people grow their business the easy way, right? And that's through increasing their revenue. Right, right. Okay, great. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, listen, I've been let go of companies before. So, you know, in 2008, that's kind of how I started my business. I, uh, I got laid off. But luckily for me, I negotiated a severance package for a year, a year severance package. So I was, uh, that's when I learned, hey, I can negotiate things. So <laughs> that's what I do. I'm known for being a big negotiator. But um, so why don't you tell us about, um, you know, what is a sales success coach? All right, beautiful. A uh, sales success coach is a unique name I came up with because I don't want you to become the killer closer or the master manipulator. But you do have to sell in order to grow your business. So people that say, oh, well, I'm not a salesperson. I don't want to be salesy. What's going to happen to your business if you don't bring in any new clients, if you don't create any new revenue? So I help service-based businesses create sales success. And that means they're attracting the right customer. They're getting rid of the 
the poor fit, the, the headache customer. We all know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. And helps them grow their business. So, yes, loans are great, business credit, grants. But if you can create customers, you can create revenue, and that gives you a longer runway and a path to sales success. Right, right. So I know you touched a little bit on, you know, how you became an entrepreneur. You got, you know, laid off from your job or they fired you. However, I hate that F word. But um, so, but why don't you start, like, why don't you tell us about how you started? What made you decide to be an entrepreneur as opposed to go looking for a job? Because I have a lot of people who follow me who are looking to start their own wedding and event business. And that is very, you know, listen, it's scary. And not being an entrepreneur is a crazy place to be. So what, how did you get that transition? What was that? Wow, that's a beautiful question. And there's two parallel stories that happen. The first, I didn't plan on becoming an entrepreneur. I didn't even hear of a word entrepreneur, at least that I can remember. I was probably closer to 30 than I was to 20 when I heard the word entrepreneur. And I was working my job and I was doing really well. And I don't say that to brag. I was the top 100 in the company nationwide. Okay. And I wanted a promotion. I said, listen, I'm doing great. Let's me train up other people so they can borrow my success. And they said, well, you don't have enough leadership experience. So I said, okay, fine. I'll go get leadership experience. And I went to volunteer at an organization called Toastmasters. If you don't know, they focus on communication and leadership. They yeah. said, hey, Bruce, you want to join? I said, no, I'm just here to help. And I, and I was helping people with my confidence. I was helping people prepare for their speeches. People started winning awards. And they started getting promotions at their work. And they started, and one person doubled their salary just because of the th things they taught. That's why it's one new skill will change your life. I mean, wow. I was like, I didn't double my salary working at that company. I did eventually. <laughs> I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> so... They said, thank you so much. How much do I owe you? I, said, I don't know. Uh, I said, $100. That's just the number that came to my mind. And so that was the first time someone paid me for what I did because I did it. And not give it to the company. The company gave me a piece. And that moment, I believe, is where I became an entrepreneur. And it was completely by accident. It wasn't following my passion or because I watched the seminar. It was because I was adding value. And, and that's a little hint for people taking notes. Adding value is a great way to, to grow your business. Yeah, for sure. Um, so a little bit about my, and I've mentioned this before, but when I started, it was kind of by accident as well. I didn't come from an entrepreneurial family. My parents worked, you know, the grind from nine to five and never made any money. And that was just what they did. And that was what society was about at that time. And anybody that I knew that was an entrepreneur, I'm a little bit older than you, but I had heard the word, but I, it was like, people who were billionaire, right? Billion wasn't even a word then, back then. But, you know, everybody is now. But millionaires, right? So I was like, oh my gosh, that's like, no way could I ever do that because my brain was get a job, take care of what I need to take care of with that job. And then I was working um, 13 years ago. I uh, got uh, the economy crashed. And so I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to start my own business. I was sitting in a cushy office. I had just graduated college. I went late in life. And so at 47 years old, I decided to start my own business. You are never too old to start your own business. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to start something. And it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do because I kept, I didn't realize that I could own an event business, even though I had done events for 20 years up to that point. Every job I had, I was doing events. 
And so I just didn't dawn on me, which is so funny that, okay, I'm going to go do events. It said it, it started with like marketing and people wanted me to help them market their businesses. Cause apparently I was good at that. So I kind of then realized, okay, I only need to talk about what I want to do. Not say I do business management and I do this. Oh, and we do events. So that's one advice is like, really be clear on what it is that you want to do and talk about that thing. Don't mention a different, all kinds of other things because I started getting things, businesses, you know, uh, work that wasn't really what I wanted to do. So it just so happened when the economy crashed, I saw an opportunity and I just jumped on it. And before I knew it, here I am 13 years later. So, you know, I always feel like at times when things, my business has changed so much and it's always when times of disasters or something happened, right? Um, with COVID too, there was a whole big shift in my business. So you have to kind of go with the times and all of that. So that's kind of the same thing. It was an accident for me as well. I didn't really know how to do this entrepreneurial thing, but eventually I got a coach, which, which, with this, which is what you do in coaching is so important, right? Don't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where a lot of people will miss what you said. So I'm going to repeat it. It's never too late to get started. And you didn't, uh, and you didn't even have a concept that hey, you could own the business. And so that's the second part of my story yeah. for the uh, folks that are, that are counting. I said there's two pieces. The second piece, when I was, uh, my friend calls me. He says, Bruce, we're going to read 12 books next year because so that's what kind of friends I have. And so one of the books, and I've never found this statistic anywhere else, uh, but it changed my life. He said uh, the average CEO reads 60 books a year and attend six conferences. I was like, whoa, that's a lot of books. But if CEOs can do it, I can do it. And, and I wanted to be the CEO, right? That was the top dog. That was the high roller. And so I started reading and I realized that someone above the CEO, someone started the company. And that was the light bulb moment. I was like, oh, you can do that? There's no, you know, you can start your own company? That's yeah. fantastic. And so what coaching is so valuable, instead of reading 60 books to get started, I could point you out to four or five and help. That's the value of having a coach. Like, oh, I can learn on YouTube. I can watch podcasts. Right. That's true. But you want to make sure it's the right information at the right time in the right order. And a coach can give you feedback. And that's so important. I mean, you can figure it out on your own. I guess you want to take longer to get there. Right. Uh, but I like getting there faster. Right. Which is exactly why. Here I am, 47 years old at the time. I wasn't about to like try to figure it out for 20 years, right? If I was 20, then maybe I could take that time. So I needed to accelerate it. I needed to find somebody who was already successful. And that's what you should do is find somebody who's already been through the trenches, already has, you know, the experience of what you're looking to do and is successful at it and, um, you know, get them as a coach. So every penny I have spent, and I still to this day have a coach for all different kinds of things, but um, it's worth every penny that I have spent, even though at the times when I thought, oh my gosh, I cannot afford to do this. Like I just, it's scary. But every time I put the money out there, it has changed my life. It has changed my business. It's so worth it. That's so funny you say because a lot of people tell me, not a lot, but <laughs> enough to recognize. They're like, well, Bruce, I can't afford to work with you. And I'm just like, well, listen, 
if you can't afford with me, then you definitely need to work with me. <laughs> yeah, and you should not be starting a business. <laughs> right. You're going to have to spend some money to do it. But that's so true. That is so true. And I, you know, we all feel that way. People feel like I just, you know, it's a lot of money, even if it's like a thousand bucks or right. whatever, 500 bucks is a lot. But at the end of the day, you're going to be spending that on all kinds of other things too. So um, it's, it's definitely worth it because what's going to happen is you're going to save them money in the long run from yes. not making all of the mistakes that they would have made, you know, and that's the thing that I do in my coaching programs with wedding event planners is I just hold their hand and I don't want them to spend a lot of money. They don't need to go out and spend $5,000 on a website when they first start mm. have to do like, there's mm. a you know, I started bare bones myself, right? I wasn't, I have a team now. A lot of people help me, but that's because I've worked up to that. And as you start to grow, you want to do more things in your business and, you know, it just starts to grow and it becomes this gigantic thing <laughs> all of a sudden. Absolutely. But, uh, so tell me, what's the one, what's the one, one of the most valuable lessons you've learned? I think we're going to repeat the same thread is get a coach. Um, one of the most valuable lessons as an entrepreneur, it's not what you're most passionate about that makes you most successful. When you, as you become more successful, you become more passionate. And I think a lot of people quit too soon and ask for help too late because they're like, well, it's not really my passion, so I'm not going to do it. And they don't realize that as you invest more time and energy into what you do, you become more and more passionate about it. And so really the only question I ask myself is, does this add value? Does this make the world a better place? I can sleep good at night knowing that my clients, every dollar they spend with me, if they execute what they teach them, they make it back four or five times over. Mm -hmm. And so I would be honest, I'd much rather do personal development. That's what I really am passionate about. But I recognize that when we have a successful business, we have time and money to put towards what we're really excited about, whether that's giving. I used to do uh, when I lived in Nashville to the homeless. Uh, I volunteered at the homeless shelter and and here in Atlanta, I helped new entrepreneurs get um, and help them get there a little faster. But I couldn't do that if I didn't have a successful business. And so I think one of the most powerful lessons for that entrepreneur is having a coach to help you be successful, but not limiting it to what you're quote unquote passionate about, um, but use the business to fuel your passions. Yeah. And the and speaking of passion, it's so important that if you are not passionate about what you're doing, you're not like, if you don't like to do events, don't become a, an event planner. <laughs> like mm -hmm. if you don't have patience and you, and change is not a good thing for you. That's not the field to get in, right? You need to be so passionate about what you do. And I still, to this day, I've been doing events for over 30 years. I get up excited about what's my day. Now, I may have like a big Z busy day. And sometimes I'm like, wow, I got back-to-back -back meetings and this is just exhausting. But, sure. you know, I like this just, just, you know, even when I get to present a proposal, I get excited about it now because I know that I'm going to, because I'm pretty much selling about 100% of these days. So that's not what it was when I first started. And I learned what that's all about. And I coach that as well. So, um, you know, how to close and, and really make without 
them even realizing you're selling to them, right? That's the thing is just, just uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of a trick there. But there is. Uh, it takes time to learn all of that. And if you don't have someone who hasn't done it, then how are you going to learn it, right? So, uh, but I love to teach. I teach at whatever I do, right? I don't hold back on anything. And people always say, why are you coaching people? Aren't you afraid they're going to take work from you? That's impossible. Like it, there's so much work out there for everybody. That Absolutely. You know, that there's no way they could take work, work from me and our circles aren't the same. And so it's to, so different, but I love to teach because I know when I started, I had trouble finding someone to coach me. And that, that just upset me. I was in tears trying to figure out how to price myself. I knew how to do events. I didn't know how to run the business. And that's a whole thing. I mean, that's a whole nother event in itself, right? So, but if you're not passionate, the point is, if you're not passionate about what you're doing in your business, you, you it's not, you're, you're not going to be successful because you're not going to put all the hard effort into it. And it's, and it's going to show with the people that are your, you know, your clients, it's just, it's going to show, right? Mm, mm, mm. I hope somebody's <laughs> taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. You're so funny. Okay. So. Um, I understand you're an author. Tell us about your book. I want to hear all about it. Oh, right. Normally, this is the part where I like hold up the book. I'm, like, all right, yeah. here it is. I'm sold out. So I'm, ex so I'm super out. excited. We're sold That's out of our copy. It That's is available online uh, at salessuccessbook.com. www.salessuccessbook.com. It's called Eight Steps to Sales Success. And what I created is a very simple guide. I love simple. Everybody over here pontificating about how smart they are. I don't care. How can you help me grow my business? And so this book answers the question. It helps you gain clarity. It helps you set an effective price. It helps you automate parts of your business, especially for my introverts. Shout out to my introverts who don't <laughs> like to sell. How do we automate some of these tasks so we can pull ourselves out of this task? Stop running it like a side hustle and start running it like a business. Right. Uh, so I'm really proud of the work. Shout out to Book Profits Club. I actually got my shirt on today by booking nights profits. And because I really want to give uh, service-based business owners, sales leaders, a tool, a resource to grow their business from the inside out. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I, anyone who knows me, I have an outgoing personality, but on certain times I am an introvert because I, it's, you know, you get nervous, especially when it comes to selling. Now I don't see it that way. But when I started, and a lot of people feel this way, it's so nerve wracking trying to figure out like, you don't want to sound salesy. You don't want to be sleazy about it. Um, you know, you just kind of want to be natural and show your abilities and not, you know, go crazy with that. So how do introverts master selling? Let's talk a little bit about selling and some of that, you know, tips you can give on that. Wonderful. So let's first start with some definitions. An extrovert recharges by talking to people. Okay. That can be, that can be strangers because some introverts will say, oh, well, I, I love talking to my family. An introvert can go into a room full of strangers and leave more recharged. An introvert recharges alone. However friendly they are, how personal they are, how great at communicating. When it's time to recharge, they're alone. Or maybe we're some very few intimate friends, right? Mm -hmm. Those that's the 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 difference. Everything else is a skill. Everything else we learned. And you said it just a moment ago. I didn't used to be like that. Now I'm much better at it. What happened? You've practiced over the years. Yeah, takes practice. 
we have to stop using, oh, I'm an introvert as an excuse to avoid success. Now, I recognize you don't like talking to people um, that makes for a very long day for you. I recognize that. I want you to be so good at it that at the end of the conversation, there's some money made so you won't feel so bad. I want you to get so good at it that at the end of the conversation, you could take that money and hire someone to do it for you so you don't have to. My goal, again, is not to turn you into the sales expert. My goal is to help you create sales success for your business. And sometimes in your business, that means pulling yourself out of it. So I really love working with introverts or some of my greatest success stories because they realize it's not being the most um, persuasive. It's not being the most talkative even. It's actually, there's two things. Write these down. If, you, if you're struggling to hear yes, if you're talking to your ideal client, if your 15-minute discovery call is turning into a 40-minute coaching call and it's not turning into a client, write this down. There's two things you can do today introverts excel at these and this is why they win at selling is asking better questions if you ask better questions you get better clients and then here and this one's super obvious you can be like oh you remember the old va commercial like oh, i should have had a va <laughs> should have had a va yes i did it's listen a lot of people ask the questions and start talking you ask the question and you listen to the answers so what happens is people tell you what their problem is People tell you what they're struggling with. People tell you their desired outcome. People tell you the transformation they're seeking. All you have to do once you listen long enough is then ask them, if I can help you get rid of that problem and get closer to your desired outcome, does it make sense to work together? There's two kinds of people. Some people say yes. And some people say no. Do not convince the people to say no. Let them go. They're going to be headaches and hassles. They're going to be chargebacks and disputes. Let them go. But the person that says yes, it's your responsibility to help them. And I encourage you to charge them as much as they're able to pay because there's no transformation without a transaction. You don't charge people for you. You charge them for them so that they show up, so that they execute, and so they can get the results they desire. And so if you can ask questions and if you can listen to the answers, you can sell. And I'll teach you all the rest in between. Right. <laughs> Right, right. That's such great advice. If you guys have any questions, please put them in the chat. We would love to, you know, Bruce would love to answer any of your questions. Okay, so um, how do you choose? And that's so, so good. That's such great comments. And I wanted to say something about um, about the length of time that you're on the phone with somebody. So mm -hmm. it, when I'm talking to someone, um, when I have a potential client who wants to do an event, there's a lot of questions that we have to ask, right? There's a, and those are the things that I had no idea. What questions should I ask? And, you know, I don't want to have to go back to them with an email and say, oh, I forgot to ask about the invitations or I forgot to ask about this. So we have a list. Now I don't need it because I've done it a million times. But in the beginning, we had everything that listed out if you were a nonprofit, if you were a, a corporation, um, if you were a wedding, there were different kinds of questions for each one of those. So, um, but I learned not to spend. So with, when I'm doing events, we have to, there's a certain amount of time. It might take an hour, but I kind of get it down to probably about 40 minutes at the, at the least. So mm -hmm. at the most, but with coaching, when I'm coaching wedding and event players, I used to spend an hour on the phone. 
I used mm-hmm. to spend an hour and I would give all this advice and I would, da, 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 but, you know, I would like go for an hour and they probably figured I, I don't need to help. You know, it takes more than an hour to figure out this event business, but I gave away too much in the beginning. So, mm-hmm. you know, just and when you're a little advice was I cut it down to like 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I knew right away, like if they were ready I would just kind of run through what it was and, you know, just the program. I'd find, figure out where they're at and what they need. And then we just cut it down to literally within 15, 20 minutes, I could figure it out. So that was one thing that my coach taught me was you need to cut down these calls with these coaching clients, right? So it's a little different when you have a group of people on for events. But so, you know, that's kind of like a, Again, you don't want to spend too much time giving away too much. You kind of know as you as you get more into this coaching thing that um, you know who's good for you and who's not. So again, don't chase the no, which is a really good thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You you've caught on to something that is one of my favorite stories. One of my clients is a productivity coach, and she runs uh, cleaning businesses. And all of a sudden, her sales had tanked. And she, so she reaches out to me, she says, Bruce, what's going on? You know, we're running a, a successful business and now we're, we're at a stalemate. And I said, send me some of your sales calls and I'll give you some advice, right? I'll help find the problem. That's what sales success is about. And I, she sent over the calls. And I didn't even listen to them because there wasn't a single one of them that was less than 30 minutes. So what I realized was she was giving, she said, what they call, they say, oh, I just want to add value. I just want to help them. But the problem is, I've been doing this for 15 years. You started over 30, 13 years ago, right? You've been doing this for 30 years. I cannot give you decades of experience in an hour. Right. So what happens is, you're like, well, Bruce, I'm just trying to help. What happens is you give them the piece of the puzzle. They think they have the whole puzzle and they go off and they make mistakes. They go off thinking they have all the answers. The call should be specifically to help them get to the next step. That's it. So here's three quick steps that you can use to turn your discovery calls into closing calls. The first thing I give them a choice. And so if you go to perfect example, www.brucehill.online, it's going to pop up two choices. It says, Hey, if you're a solopreneur, click here. If you lead a sales team, click here. So now as soon as that is on my calendar, I already know who I'm talking to. Right. Then I ask uh, several questions. There's questions in that, right? You teach your team to ask every single time. You teach your, your students to ask every single time. Hey, let's just go ahead and put that in a form when they schedule a call. Now I know the answers before I even talk to them. You see how introverts love this because they're like, great. I had the whole conversation. I never even had to talk to them. <laughs> I didn't have to talk to anybody. Yeah. Right. Then the third step is I do what's called a video sales letter. So don't let the name spoil you. Super simple. It tells them what to expect. It tells them what problems you solve. It tells them who this is for, who it's not for. And it tells them, if you think that this isn't for you, please feel free to cancel the call. All right, introverts love it. I don't want to come spend time talking to you about something I don't even, don't even do. And so, and yes, you should be able to get that done in about 90 seconds. And so what happens is they get on the call, they say, hey, listen, um, I watched the video. I guess I need A, B, and F. Uh, how much is it? Now our calls are 12, 15 minutes. Now we're talking about and laughing and we're having building connection. We're not convincing. And it's such a beautiful thing. Such yeah. a great feeling. That's so good. Such good advice. Such good advice. So we do have a question. Oh, wonderful. From Marty he says, hi, Bruce. In addition to determination um, and passion, 
Selling requires a good delivery or a good first impression that helps reduce nervousness. What tips do you have for that good delivery with confidence? Posture, eye contact, product knowledge, tone, volume of voice. You mentioned listening, which is important, but that good first impression is hard. So thank you, Marty, for your question. And I want to make sure I answer the question you're asking. There is no formula, um, maybe, a, maybe a vocal coach or something would teach you differently. I don't have a formula for you to have the perfect introduction. Here's what I know works. No matter the language I use, my vocabulary, syntax, my posture, even the clothes I'm wearing, can you solve my problem? That's what the person in front of you is asking. Can you solve the problem I have? People, people don't want to pay you because they like you respectfully. If they have two options, they're going to pay the one they like the most. But that's mm -hmm. assuming those are two equal options. So that's not. So I'm not saying it be be rude. What I'm saying is people are going to trade you their money for a solution, and solutions are useless without a problem. Mm -hmm. So what I want you to focus on versus posture and eye contact. Those are all valuable things. Toastmasters is a great place to practice those. What I want you to focus on is how do I uncover what this client's biggest problem is? How do I uncover what their biggest pain point is? And when you, and here's a beautiful thing about it. You let them do most of the talking. I teach something called turning conversations to clients. 80% of that conversation should be them talking. And so if they're doing all the talking, you don't have to worry about your posture, inflection, your vocal tone, you focus on listening and take notes. I got a notebook right here. I try and lead by example. And so the client feels that you care about them. If they feel understood, they feel that when you make a suggestion, you have their best interest in mind because you're actively listening. They, they're building trust. The more they talk, the more they trust you. Right. And so now when you make a solution, it could be a terrible offer. It could be worded poorly and delivered worse. But if it's the right solution or problem, they're going to tell you, yes, listen, I've known this for 15 years. And I remember when I was knocking on doors, literally going to businesses, going to people's homes, talking to strangers. And my sales pitch was awful, but I managed to double my my commissions month over month over month, six months in a row. Why, how did I do that? I started asking about what bothered them the most and I showed them a solution. Now, as I practiced, I got better and I was able to work less and make more. And that's a beautiful place to be. But if, to help you shortcut, I don't want you to take six months to get to square one, ask better questions. And yeah. the rest will fall in place. So good. Yeah. Um, Hope that helps, Marty. <laughs> Hope that helps, Marty. But one of the things um, that we always ask is if somebody's already has done the event before, we like to hear what didn't work, right? Ooh, that's what a great question. Work with your event. What make you know what um, keeps you up at night? Why? What makes you nervous about this event? Because now we're going to make sure that we address those specifically, right? Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. You know, there's a million things that go on with events, but I want to know what's worrying them. You know, what didn't work the last time? What they want to change? And then I let them, and they kind of go off on a tangent. And like you said, I'll just listen to all the things that they didn't like about it. 
um, which helps us to make sure that we fix those and they're going to remember that, right? So it's uh, those are always good things to make sure that you want to ask when you're talking to a an event client and stuff like that. So, okay, great stuff. What? Um, how do you choose a good coach? Oh, that's a phenomenal question. How do you choose a good coach? He, I, you almost can't mess it up. I say almost. You almost can't mess up choosing a coach because even if you don't learn what to do, you can learn what not to do. <laughs> you can learn, hey, listen, I know that was an expensive lesson, but I'm better for it. So three things. I like the number three, apparently. Three things to look for in a coach. One, have they been where you're going? Okay. I've had over thousands of in-person sales calls. I've had 250,000 sales calls. Help raise seven figures on different occasions for companies. So you want someone that's done it before successfully, right? Correct. Number two, do they align with your ethics, morals, and values? It's very, very difficult to learn because the information could be good. The information could be accurate, but... If their beliefs don't match yours, you're going to have a hard time connecting with them. You're going to have a hard time executing what they teach you, and you're going to be very uncomfortable. Uh, so it's still wise to learn from everyone, again, whether it's the positive or the negative. But when it comes to a coach, that's important because that is a very close relationship. And then last but not least, does the price tag make you uncomfortable? <laughs> yes. This one's a little counterintuitive. But if we have any athletes in the room, you never get stronger from lifting lighter and lighter weights. You get stronger from lifting heavier weights. So it's the same principle goes towards the investment you make in that coach. Um, you want to make sure that you're on track to get a return on your investment. But if it's easy, oh, it's 50 bucks short. I've seen people purchase um, some cheaper courses. They never log in, but not even start. They never log in. <laughs> I know. Right? Uh, they might watch the first video and stop. But then I raised the price on the same training. I didn't rename it. I didn't re-record it. I didn't add any bonuses. I raised the price on the same training. They watched it all the way through. One of and, and this, you could go to um, New Skills New You on YouTube. You can see some of the testimonials. She's like, hey, I took Bruce's training last week. I watched, I sat there and watched every single video. I have two new clients six days later. And I love those stories. So that investment that they make forces them to say, look, I got to make this work. <laughs> I need this money back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's So awesome. they've been where you're going. They align with your values. And the investment makes you uncomfortable. So true. I. That's so true. I. It happened, it happened to me. One of the other things too is, and I've had probably five coaches along the way. Um, I have a couple now for different things that I'm doing. One, because I'm doing a digital course. So I have someone coaching me to how to do that. And then I have my event coach that helps me with things that just to kind of, you know, increase my business and keep, we all need to have them. No matter where, what stage you are in your business, you should always have one. But, um, and I, a lot of times I go with my gut. So I will introduce, you know, I'll, I'll interview them, I'll talk to them, whatever, and we'll go through what it is. And, you know, they can, um, 
if they, I'm going to know right away that they get what I need to have done. So people, I mean, you don't have, if you have to convince them that you're the right person for it, it's, it's not the right client, right? So I know that if they just get what I'm trying to do and where they're going to take it and what the steps are, I pretty much know what steps I need to take. I just can't do them myself. I can't, and I need someone to hold my hand along the way. And, and how do I increase this sort of thing I'm doing in my business or whatever it is. But a lot of times I go with my gut and it always has turned out to be a good thing. Um, and yes, the things that I have spent, even if the coach wasn't 100% what I thought it was going to be, I always got something out of it. Always. I met great people during the process. Yes. There was other things I learned from that coach that I put into my business. Like for example, in during COVID, I wanted to start getting my online program going, right? I coach one-on-one, -on -one, but I wanted to get this digital course up and running. I should have had it running during COVID. I probably would have made a lot of money because nobody was working and looking for things to do online, but I didn't. And so, you know, I was busy. Events are keep you very busy. So I got, I paid a lot of my, the most money I've ever paid to go into a coaching program to get my course up. It wasn't a hundred percent what I thought, but I have met the most best, some of the best friends in my life from that program. Um, I opened up my Facebook group. So that got me going on how to get a Facebook group going. And I was scared to death to even do it. I had no idea how to do it. And when you're scared about something in your business, it's the right thing to do. Like if you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't do video. I'm so, just do it. And you're going to realize, holy cow. And it is going to change your business. Every, like you said, way in the beginning, those one things will change your business no matter what they are. And it might not have been what you thought it was going to be. <laughs> so that Facebook group has turned into a whole bunch of planners in there now that are just waiting to get their businesses going. And, um, you know, of course I had to hire, learn how to get the team in to hire. Thank shout out to Christy, who's on here running the chat. Thank you, Christy. She runs my Facebook group. Thank God for her. I don't have the time to do that, but she's an angel and, um, helps me a lot in different ways. And so I, you know, I have a lot of people helping in all different things, but, um, so yes, when I'm scared the most and really questioning, oh my gosh, I go with my gut and then I, it ends up being great. And you might get something different out of it. So just wanted to throw that I, out there. I couldn't agree more. But you heard it here. For event Planner Society on Facebook. You know, tap in to all my event planners and aspiring event planners. <laughs> yes. I love you. You're so funny. I love it. Okay. So what are five books you recommend for aspiring business owners? Oh, goodness. Five books. Just five? <laughs> just five. You know, we're, we're getting close to the end here. So okay. just five. So here's what I want you to consider when you read books. Read. Listen to me carefully. Listen to the whole thing. Reading books is a waste of time. If you're just going to turn the pages, it's important to read books. We're talking about business development. If you're reading for fun, fantasy, science fiction, that's great. If you're going to read a book for your business or, or to improve your business, you have to execute on it. All right. So I do like hard copies. The reason is people have to focus. They have to get into flow or deep work, as sometimes call it. Um, Audible can be helpful, but man, you get you one of these and uh, mark up the book. So the first book I want to recommend is Eight Steps to Sales Success by Bruce Hill. 
But that one was great guy. You would be a fool if you didn't do that one first. You know, Sarah, it's for a service-based business, for someone who doesn't have a sales background, who doesn't want to become a salesperson, a steps to sales success is invaluable. Uh, next is good to great. It's a little bit more challenging to read. Over 7,000 research hours in the book, but he makes it simple. And he talks about building a business, right? Not a hustle, not a hobby. Um, next, I'd be remiss if we didn't do something for your mind, because if you work on you, you work on your business. Uh, I wanted to say think and grow rich. I, I read that one every year yep. and it's so valuable. What's really interesting. He said that organized knowledge is a source as a source of riches. Well, guess what? Today, digital courses is a billion dollar industry yep. and it's looking to be uh, somebody checked my facts. I think 20 to 25 billion over the next few years, like over the next decade. That's and I hope oh. one of those billions is mine. Hey, your event <laughs> planning mastery coming soon. Stay tuned. Exactly. Um, and then, and there's so many good books. What Makes the Great Great by Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. Had the pleasure of meeting him in Atlanta. Uh, just an amazing gentleman. And then, hmm, what's, I really want like a good one, someone. I want to say The Millionaire Fast Lane by DeMarco. And I like that one uh, because he says, you can get rich quickly. He said, you just can't get rich easy. And, and then that concept was very transformative to me because a lot of us are going to make a million dollars. But the yeah. question is, is it going to take you 50 years to do it? Right. Or is it going to take you five years or even five months? Right. So that's, that's uh, my list. ASEPs to sales success, good to great, think and grow rich. What makes the great great? And the millionaire fast lane. I yeah, I've read uh, Think and Grow Rich a couple of times now. I probably do for another time because it's just every time it's so every good. Every time, yeah. Oh my, I, is this I, the same I, book? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts um, mm -hmm. while I work out in the mornings. I um, am very into those now instead of listening to music, which I do love. But I I just I want to keep absorbing and staying in a right place. The mindset is everything when you're running a business and um, all the different things I'm doing right now. So I do love to you know keep doing that. But I have been listening to audios and it what I do I you know I I open up my if I'm working out I'll open up my notes and put some <laughs> some notes in. Good. Good. My you're phone. studying absolutely. Yeah, because I'm I, I'm like oh that's a good one I got to remember I got to share that with everybody you know so I'm always. Mm -hmm thinking of ways that it's going to enhance other people as well. So such great stuff. Thank you so much. I just love having you tell everybody how they can find you. I don't want the first time we meet to be the last time we meet. If you're starting a business, especially service-based business, so event planners, I'm talking to you and you're a little hesitant whenever it comes to like stating your price, like, Hey, how much do I owe you? And you start getting the jitters. If the council of sales, like, gives you that feeling of anxiety, or if you'd rather just not talk about sales at all, like I just want to do the serving part, I want to help you spend less time selling and more time serving. I want you to join the sales support group. So we build it for service-based business owners as a resource where you can ask questions, you can meet other entrepreneurs and business owners and sales leaders. There's weekly workshops, everything you need to create sales success for your business. So that's www. I need salesupport.com. And for whatever reason, I have to get my tech guy on this. You have to put www. Don't know why. Trust me. 
www.inesalesupport.com. It's free raises. And everyone that's listening to this right now will have access um, to my personal development bundle. So some free digital trainings to help jumpstart your journey. I really want to make it a no-brainer for you. So weekly live trainings, digital courses you can learn on your own. Grow your business the easy way. Listen, stop waiting for people to call you. Stop waiting for referrals. Let's create sales success for your business. So that's the best way for everyone to get in touch. And you may even get a phone call from me. That's something we've been working on in the background is creating a personal touch in this world of, of AI and, and all yeah. that's going on. It's just having a conversation with people. So yeah, that's awesome. That's the best way. Thank you so much, Bruce. It's a pleasure to have you. So much fun. You guys got to reach out to him. As you can see, he's awesome. Thank you all for joining. We will be back next week. Again, if you're looking for a, a place for you're want, looking to start your business, get over to the Facebook, um, my Facebook group, Event Planner Society. If you're a wedding and event planner, love to have you over there. We're going to be launching a program in October. You don't want to miss out. I can't wait to see you guys next time. Have a fantastic day. Take care.